Hey, Chrissy here. I am a landscape architect and the owner of Kismet Design. I am a very process-driven designer, and I love sharing what I do and how I do it with anyone who's interested. Reaching your true potential and achieving your own personal goals will not happen by chance. You have to set your intentions, make a plan, and do the work. Thank you for joining me to nerd out on design. Don't forget to subscribe and to share too. Let's create something great together. Year-end planning is not just about the end of the year, but about the start of a new year. It may seem rather arbitrary when you think of it. Nothing about your life changes from New Year's Eve to New Year's Day, except maybe you're a little tired from the late night if you manage to stay up, that is. Maybe I'll make it this year. The calendar changes and so with it the tracking of business financials, for, per- for tax purposes anyways, but most of all, it is a mindset shift. The new year provides a clean slate, a set point from which to build upon. It is easy to set goals at the beginning of the year. The challenge is keeping the momentum. By breaking down goals into quarterly, monthly, and even weekly milestones, you will set yourself up for success and reduce the chance of procrastination. We're all guilty. A year from now may feel like you have so much time. But as we all know, it goes by fast. And before you know it, you'll be right back here again, wondering where the time went and planning for next year. For those of you that signed up to receive my year-end planning guide, you have an added tool in your tool belt this year. If you are listening to this as it airs, there may still be time to sign up. For those of you that missed it, don't worry. Sign up to receive updates on courses and offerings to get the next one. Go to kismetdesignco.com, select courses from the top menu, and click the button to get updates, and I will add you to the list. We all track our financials through the year. Because of that, there are likely no surprises at the end of the year, or hopefully not, as to where you are at financially. What you owe in taxes may be a bit mushy, but I'm sure you've got a ballpark. But what about your other goals? Have you been tracking them? Did you meet or exceed them? I certainly hope so. At the end of each year, I gather my financial information, my monthly business journal, and my timesheet summary records, and I sit down with my planning guide. I also have an accompanying Excel workbook that pulls information from my monthly tracking sheets and compares actuals to goals. This is basically the same format as the last page of the guide, but it does the math for me, which is great. The guide works as a landing zone to consolidate all of the information together in a digestible, easy-to-review sheet. Regardless of whether you use this guide or develop one or have one on your own, the key is to make sure that you fill all of the information out and have it in an easy-to-locate place and having year after year after year in the same spot so that you can easily flip through and see the trends, the things that you're meeting or not, the goals that you're you're setting to see how things track and any trends that develop as you continue with your business. I start by filling out all of the information from the year in review, the year that's ending that is. First, I write down what my goal or budget was and then what actual is. If the year is not complete, you might want to write it down in pencil and then finalize it in pen later. 
If you met or exceeded your goal, stop right here and give yourself a high five and then remind yourself of how awesome you are. Congratulations. If you exceeded it by a lot, be sure to ask yourself first if the budget was a realistic one to begin with. And second, if the growth you saw was sustainable. I had a few months this year that I saw huge growth, but the workload was not sustainable. I managed it, but it was at a pace that I'm not interested in recreating or committing to, no matter what the potential payout possibilities could be. Setting financial goals is a balancing of financial needs and desires with lifestyle needs and desires. No amount of money is worth burnout. And conversely, sometimes you've got to put your nose to the grindstone and power through to get what you want. Being self-aware is key. And knowing where you are on this spectrum is really important. I also refer back to last year's goals and action items and write them down while reflecting on how I performed on them. Sometimes there may be things on this list that fell to the wayside or did not get accomplished how you planned. Sometimes priorities shift or things need to change, and that's okay. But if the goal is still relevant and important to you and you didn't meet it, it's worth asking yourself why and what you need to do differently in the upcoming year to ensure that you can meet that goal. Maybe the goal needed to change a bit. Then I fill out all of the metrics that I tracked for the year beyond financials. Some of the things that I track are number of design consults, number of new design projects, completed construction projects, where those projects came from, whether they were referrals from website or social, etc. Project efficiency data derived from my estimated versus actual hours spent on each project, and some marketing goals like frequency of posts and newsletters. Anything that is important to you and your business can be tracked. The most useful tool that I use for tracking and reflecting on the year is tracking my time. From there, I can gather data on my efficiency as well as quantity of projects and workflow. Like I said earlier, there were a few months this year that I overloaded myself. I can look back at my timesheet and see it notably. I can also look at quantity of active projects at that time to put in place some boundaries to keep that from happening again. I know that there are many of you that do not track your time. If you do not have a New Year's resolution already, I implore you to make time tracking your number one priority. There's so much power in information. How you spend your time is such valuable information that you can dramatically increase not only your accuracy in estimating your work, but hold yourself accountable and help you become more efficient. Enough about that. But do it. Seriously, just do it. Now to planning for the next year. Before filling out the financial goals, I work on the non-financial ones. Often, these inform the financial goals. Gaining insight into how you felt about the last year and doing a gut check will allow you to make your goals something truly meaningful to you and your business. Create goals that you are passionate about, not goals that you think you should have for this stage of life or business or goals based on what you see others doing. They should be personal and really matter to you. The questions I ask are what needs improving. This can be systems, scheduling, efficiency, time tracking, not letting this one go, communication, anything. Then what in my business do I want to do less of or eliminate entirely? 
These can be things you choose to reduce or eliminate because you do not like doing them, you are not efficient or effective doing them, or simply because they lack importance and you need to clear room to do things that matter more. Which leads to the question of what can stay the same and what do I want to do more of? Things that are working well can stay the same and things that fuel your passion and align your goals may need to take precedence so you can do more of them. When setting goals, use the SMART method. That is, all of your goals should be specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely. I'll repeat that again. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely. The last one goes back to accountability. If it doesn't have a timetable, it is too easy to procrastinate on. If you set a clear time limit on your goal, you can put it on your calendar. And then it's more likely to happen, at least for me. An example of this is throughout the first year, year and a half of my business, I took on much more design work because I did not have any designs through the process and in queue with a contractor to be doing much construction oversight. Once the timeline progressed and I was seeing more projects in construction, I needed to dial back the quantity of design projects to be able to allocate my time appropriately. I also scaled back my commercial designs, which typically are pretty boring projects, to allow me to spend more time working with homeowners, which is what I truly love. Now that all of your goals are set, it is important to know how you will track your progress and know if you are on track to achieve your goals. Decide what the metrics are that need to be tracked and the timeline they should be tracked on, monthly, quarterly, and or yearly. The larger the goal or the timeline for the goal, the more helpful it will be to break up into intermittent milestones to keep you on track. Nothing is a better motivator towards a big goal than having some wins along the way. Bonus idea. If you define some awards for your wins, this can be simple or it can be elaborate. Maybe it depends on the size of the goal. Whether that is a night out or at a nice restaurant or a spa day, a guilt-free day off, a piece of jewelry, some other type of recognition to achieving your goals. It can be challenging as a business owner to celebrate the wins and give yourself the positive reinforcement that you deserve. The next goal or milestone is just around the corner, but be sure to stop even if only for a moment and celebrate. Putting it on paper is just one baby step into making it happen. Now to set the financial goals. I am sure that there's someone out there that has a very scientific formula for doing this, but unfortunately that's not me. I love math, but this is all about gut feeling. After reviewing the current year, I ask myself if and by how much I want my business to grow financially and the goals needed to do it. Please make sure you heard me right. It is not just about how much, but if you want to have your business grow. It is possible that you feel like you hit a sweet spot last year and experienced a sustainable workflow while meeting your financial needs and do not want or need to grow. Maybe you're looking to scale back. Maybe you have less employees and therefore don't want to take on as much work. There's a ton of variables here. You have to know what works for you. It also makes filling out the rest of the planning guide pretty easy if you don't want to have much growth, but don't cop out and skip the non-financial goals for next year. 
For those of us that do want or need to grow, the question is by how much? How much growth is needed and how much is feasible? Maybe one of your goals is to hire a new employee and they are a key component to you reaching your goal. If you have a goal of increasing efficiency, by achieving this goal, you can maintain the same workflow while accomplishing more and attaining a larger financial goal. I set this up primarily by month, which accumulates into my quarterly and yearly goals. I also break down growth goals by type of work and deliverables as well, so I can clearly see where everything is in my business. These metrics are easy to extract from QuickBooks if you have your items set up accordingly. To come up with the monthly goals, I base them off of a percentage change. There are a lot of variables here. If you have the history to draw upon, the largest view possible will be the best to guide your estimates. For those of you with only a few years under your belt as a business owner or really new, it's more of a gut and a dartboard metrics that help you derive these numbers. And that's totally okay. I also note how much of a percentage each month is out of the total yearly goal. This makes it easier to see at a glance how the trends start to take shape as each year forms and gets filled out. The key to the mindset of the goals as you work through the year is to prioritize the larger goals knowing you get there by achieving the smaller ones. There may be months that you fall short of your monthly goal. But if the surrounding months are exceeded and you meet your quarterly goal, you're doing great. There are going to be variables out of your control. Now that you have made it through the planning process, make sure to document it on your calendar, desk, wall, anywhere you can, the goals and milestones you need to meet to achieve your goals. For me, if it doesn't go on my calendar, it's bound not to happen. The last tool to success I will mention is having an accountability partner. This can be internal or external and may be different for different metrics. Find that person or people and discuss with them your goals and your timelines in which to measure the metrics of success. These people can be a spouse, an employee, a business bestie, a mentor, anyone who knows and understands your business enough to understand the metrics of the goal and is willing to hold you accountable and ask hard questions. So go get to it. And be sure to share with me if you found this helpful. I would love to hear some of your goals too. To wrap up, I want to thank you for your time. I hope the ideas discussed today have left you feeling excited and energized. As I build both my business and my life, I value the support and feedback you provide. I would love for you to reach out to me to let me know what you think, give me ideas, or just to connect. Please don't forget to subscribe and also share with a friend. Until next time, go create something wonderful.